2: Hi, it's Erica, and you're listening to Peaceful Morning Podcast. Why do you put on your um,
1: <laughs> your customer service voice?
2: That's how I, I talk.
1: <laughs> don't use that voice. Wait a
2: minute. What is called? Peaceful morning?
1: Moment. moment.
2: moment. Oh, let me do it again.
1: You got to use your, like, your...
2: That's not my regular voice. <laughs> <Use> your, like, <laughs> no. um,
1: you talking to Auntie Pearl voice.
2: Hey, Auntie Pearl.
1: Like that. There you go. Okay. Not that,
2: hi, good morning. <laughs> like
1: but that's that. how I talk. I don't like but
2: that. Jordan, I can't... don't talk like
0: that.
1: But that's my...
2: voice voice when other people okay okay i'm gonna try it again you ready hi it's erica and this is the peaceful moment podcast
1: You ain't got no social media Nothing like that So you
2: I have Facebook
1: You want people to follow you on Facebook? No Okay so Now nah. um, As you can tell By the, how the conversation's going This is my mom Say hi mommy Hi mommy Okay <laughs> So you know, I'm here with my mom today And she wanted to speak on
2: Whatever Jordan wants me to speak on
1: She wanted to speak on forgiveness y'all, But she's trying to be a little What's it called? Bashful Being a little bashful That's okay So before I, uh, I get into the topic, I always like to define the um, the topic. So let me get a formal definition for forgiveness.
2: You looking for a technical definition, or are you looking for de- just the, what people think forgiveness is?
1: I'm gonna do the first one first. Like okay. The, okay. The actual definition. Gotcha. There we go. Forgive, because we can't do forgiveness. Right. That's just the what is it? The conjugated version. hmm So forgive. It's a verb. Stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone, something for an offense, flaw or mistake.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So how would you define forgiveness?
2: Um, pretty much the same way you just uh, the definition that you just gave um, my idea of forgiveness, which I've dealt with a whole lot is when I finally just have to let something go
0: mm-hmm.
2: no matter what's done to you you have to let it go otherwise it festers inside of you Mm -hmm. and it changes you as a person and that infection lives in you and you see it changes your whole your whole personality it'll change your whole outlook in life because when you don't forgive you can't trust anybody else Mm -hmm. you know and it kind of makes you i don't want to say poison but other people may look at you as being poisoned because you have this chip on your shoulder and Mm -hmm. nobody knows the pain that you're carrying from all these years of people doing things to you that you haven't forgiven them for Mm -hmm. so you hold on to that so you have this persona you have this um, chip on your shoulder people would say oh um," I've heard so many people say oh I thought you were so mean when I first met you but then I see you're a cool person Because you have to look past that exterior, Mm -hmm. you know, the outside, because I hold so much because I've been done wrong so much. Mm -hmm. I have this wall built up. So once you get over that wall, because I'm not going to let you through it, you kind of have to climb over it Mm -hmm. to get to the real me. So that forgiveness, I had to learn how to just tear that wall down Mm -hmm. and just be my just just my regular self Mm -hmm. and just let all that
1: hurt go. So that's what forgiveness does. It allows you to. Because, like, when you, when you were saying that, like, I'm, I'm a very visual person. Mm-hmm. I'm a visual learner. Right. So when you said you get hurt, so let's pretend like there's a I got stabbed. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, a, a stab wound in my arm. So that hurt that you did to me, I put my hand over it because I don't want nobody to touch it. I right. don't want to feel that pain no more. So right. I'm going to spend my whole life walking like this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But because my, I'm too scared to let go of this wound, I got this hand on it so I can't do much in life because I'm consistently trying to protect myself from feeling pain. So you're saying forgiveness is like, take your hand off of that wound and letting it just.
2: Yes. It it kind of, well, yeah, uh, because that wound, even though someone stabbed you Mm -hmm. and you're letting your hand off of it, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: that wound, you still have that scar there. So when someone else comes along and they hit you in that same injured spot,
1: Mm Or you feel like they're going to touch you in that same spot. No,
2: but I'm saying when someone... Uh, say a totally different person. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't know you were injured there? They don't know this is an injury. They don't know that this is something you've been protecting. And as soon as you say, you know what? This feels good. You shake it off mm-hmm. and this feels better. It's healing. I can move it. You meet someone else and you guys are sharing a joke. And they hit you in the arm. You know how you're making a joke mm. and somebody hits you in the arm? They don't know that spot's hurt. So, you hit. they hit you there and you feel that pain and you... You're buckled over in pain again. And you say to yourself, it sounds crazy when we're saying it like that because of that wound. But that's just what forgiveness is like. It's like the person who comes into your life new doesn't know the hurt that that you've had. They don't know, especially if you don't tell them, you know. Mm -hmm. But you let you, I'm going to let my guard down. They hit you in that arm. Now that arm is hurt all over again. And now you got to hold on to it again. You know, and and pretty much the same way you say with the wound. Mm, now you got to hold on to it all over again, and that really sucks. not mm, suck. Mm. Okay, that's my life. <laughs> <laughs> that's my life in a nutshell. <laughs> that's my life in a nutshell.
1: Because it it must get tiring. It uh, does. What's that What's that song by Erica Badu? Bag lady. Bag lady. You gonna hurt yeah. your hurt your back? What was it? How the song go?
2: It's bag lady.
1: Bag lady gonna hurt your back carrying all those bags. You're
2: not gonna make me sing a song.
1: No, I'm okay. talking. What's the words?
2: Bag lady, um, you are gonna miss your bus. You can't hurry up because you're carrying too much stuff. Mm.
1: Yeah, and forgiveness yeah. is just like
2: yeah, you have you holding on. Yeah, you holding all that baggage. But you know what, Jordan? When it comes to forgiveness, what I had to learn in my lifetime is mm-hmm. I've always been that people pleasing type of person. Mm. I always want to make sure everybody's comfortable. I always want to make sure everybody's good. You know, I'll give my last to somebody. I'll go without so somebody else can have. So when you're that type of a person people it draws people to you initially it's the beacon and once you get those people around you they take your kindness old saying goes take your kindness for weakness Mm -hmm. and then not they start off liking you then they feel they can take advantage of you but they've taken advantage of you for so long when it gets to the point you finally get that backbone to say no or not give them what they want or do what they want you to do. Now you're a B I T C H. Mm-hmm. She thinks she's better than everybody. You know, and then you get all these names thrown and they come from the people that you've done the most for. And it hurts.
1: You got to question yourself.
2: Yeah. Where am I? In? I did it for a long time. I, I kept saying, why, you know, why me? Like, I think I'm a good person. Why do people keep doing this to me? And I said, well, maybe it's me, Mm -hmm. maybe it's me, maybe, you know, and I'll never forget. Someone once told me it's not you, it's the people that you attract to you because of the type of person you are. You got a lot of people out here that are what they call users. Mm -hmm. And when they see a person like you coming a mile away, they'll use you until they use you up. And once you can't be used anymore, they'll throw you away. But the smart ones. I say smart, but you'll see they're not that smart. What the smart ones they do? They'll use you, but they won't leave your life forever. They'll mm-hmm. leave that door cracked, so if they ever need you again, they're able to weeds it their way back into your life.
1: Like a weed, like, like a weed. You know you gotta like you gotta get the weed. Oh, out I the thought bottom. you meant
2: like marijuana weed. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like a weed, because if you just cut the head off the weed, it's right? It'll grow back. back. It'll, It'll back grow in back. Your life.
2: Exactly, and and you'll get it one day just out of the blue. You sitting there, hey, I was just thinking about you. How are you? And you go, Oh, Hey girl, because that's the, that good part of me, but it gets to the point I had to realize how often am I going to let myself be hurt, be abused and be used before I said no more, no mas. You know, it has to come a point where you're sitting. Okay. I'll forgive you. Cause that's the biblical Mm -hmm. thing. Forgive. You have to forgive. You have to forgive. But how many times do you keep forgiving the same person over and over and over again? Because doesn't that give them permission to keep doing the same thing to you? Does it not?
0: No. Okay. I
1: think because um, I had a problem with like with forgiveness too. I was like, no, you ain't coming back. You done. Which like so? What I like I teach my friends now is that like if somebody does you wrong, forgive them. But if you need to keep him at a distance, you need to keep them at a distance. Right. I can love you from six feet away. Right. You know, we got a social distance. That's okay. Yeah, yeah, I still love you if you still are still over there. We're going mm-hmm. talk every single day. But um I feel like once I've given you this forgiveness, mm-hmm. once you like I allowed you in my life, now your time in my life is on my on my on my regulations. So you can yeah, you can dwell with me. Come on, let's go. But with my rules in place, you're not just about to walk inside my house, take, put your feet all over my couch, have your feet on my my kit, my nice coffee table. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You can come in. That's never a problem. But now it's on my own accord. You're not about to play in here like you did before. Of course you could be here.
2: I don't know if I feel the same way about that. Mm-hmm. I think um, my feeling is it depends on who the person is. To give an example, if say for instance, if it's, say, an ex somebody that i don't have to see i have a choice i never if you do me wrong i don't have to forgive you i don't have to ever see you again you you're nothing to me it's basically like you never existed i've had a mental funeral in my head for you you no longer exist to me because but what do you do when it's someone close to you like a family member a best friend that's when it hurts because the whole guy thing i'm way beyond that i'm too old for that Mm -hmm. hey i can see you and hey how you doing and keep going But when it's someone that's really close to you like a family member or a loved one that hurts you you can't just well you can Mm -hmm. i choose not to put them out of my life forever and a prime example i'm not going to say any names i'm not going to give the situation then people probably read too much into it and probably know who i'm talking about but i have a
1: say someone i have a someone
2: i have a someone that happens to be related to me Mm. (laughs) okay let's just put it this way this person over the years. We have been thick as thieves, Tom and Jerry, peanut butter and Jerry. I mean, close. And mm-hmm. this person has hurt me at least once a year.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And no matter how many times this person has hurt me, I always end up forgiving this person because they're blood. Mm-hmm. I love them as a person. And also because anytime I bring up the subject, people will always say to me, well, you know how this person is. Why do they get an excuse? It's not just me. This person hurts. It's other people too. And the thing about it is people always say, well, you know how that person is. You know how they are. You don't get an excuse. Not when you're a grown person. You're old, Mm -hmm. let's not say the age, but you're older person, you know, better. Now, when we were kids, Hey. You get a pass. But now that we're grown women, we're grandparents now. Come on. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be for real. How many times do you hurt a person and expect that person just to carry on like nothing happened? How many times do you accept it as a person before you're just a rug and they're just walking over you? But you love them as a person. And what I've decided to do, don't ask me what's wrong don't ask me why you're not talking to me don't wonder why i don't answer your calls or your text you know why because guess what my birthday i'll be 50 years old mm-hmm. okay
1: turn up that's
2: a half a century turn up. i refuse whatever i have left of the 77 or whatever years god has promised me on this earth to waste any more time with anyone Who doesn't respect my boundaries? Mm -hmm. And if you truly love me, you would not hurt me. You wouldn't hurt me if you truly love me. There may be things that you may not like. One thing I can't, and my kids, all you guys know, I don't like a liar. Mm -hmm. Don't lie. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't like liars. The quickest way to get out of my life is lie to me. I hate liars. And I also don't like people that are users. Mm -hmm. Don't lie to me and don't use me. And otherwise, we can get over anything. But a liar and a user, I can't. Because I can't trust you. Those two things, I can never trust you. And if I can't trust you, you can't be a part of my life. You know, so.
1: Because you, you really, you sound it's so funny. You sound like me. Because, um.
2: Well, you're my son, so. Mm-hmm, that makes yeah, a lot of sense. You know what I'm um 'cause
1: i Because I told you what the, the situation, have happened with my friend. You remember that. Right. And then. It's always the same thing. Like, what well, you know, you know that he's
2: yeah. They but get a pass.
1: Not, that's not what it is. But
2: will they give you the same pass Is my question?
1: Oh, of course not.
2: They wouldn't give me the pass. If I did anything like these, this person has done to mm-hmm. me, everybody would be on the phone. Honey, did you hear what Erica? Did? Ooh, Erica need to be ashamed. She know better. That's what I'm saying. But how do they get a pass for misbehaving? How do they get a pass for misbehaving? But if I choose not to forgive the person, then I'm the bad person. That's what I never understood. Can you help me explain that? hmm
1: Yeah. All right. So, um, you know that Whitney Houston song, Exhale? Waiting to I mean? Exhale? Yeah, that song Exhale. Of course, yeah. So, there's a difference between, like, letting go of something and mm-hmm. exhaling. You right. You know what I mean? Okay. So, this is, like, my own interpretation. So, when... When you let go of something, you just like you know what, just forget about it. Let's I don't care no more. Just drop it. Just leave it right there. So that's equivalent to like when you go on vacation, you pack all your stuff, and you're like you know what, I don't feel like unpacking. You just leave everything inside the bag, and I'll just take care of w- whenever
0: mm-hmm.
1: When you exhale, when you like fully relieve yourself of a situation, it's more like unpacking that that bag. Right. Okay. This is the situation. This how person xyz hurt me let me see not just what they did let's see why it hurt me and let's get into some you had to ask yourself those uncomfortable questions Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. dang what did i because what i had to ask myself was like what am i showing you to make you think it's okay to not respect my rules my boundaries the limitations of our friendship relationship Mm -hmm. whatever and so i really had to sit down and be like and sometimes like you sound crazy in your own head, mm-hmm. but you have to because you have to really sit down and think like, to yourself like, wow, what's really going on in this and this and this with this person? And so when you don't really get it out, 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 all the way out at the same time, mm-hmm. you don't unpack the whole bag. It's like you still got a pair of shoes in that bag. Like, oh, dang, I go. I, where are my shoes at? Oh, it's in that bag. Let me reopen this bag. Get these shoes out. Mm-hmm. I got to go back in that bag every so often to pick something out. But if you just take everything out at one time, take all your clothes out, all your shoes, and just put them out, lay them out in front of you and say, okay, this is all that I have, and I'm happy with this, and put them back in place, then you have to worry about, like, that prior trauma no more. It's still going to hurt. You know, it's never not going to hurt. Because mm-hmm. every scar, like, I'm going to say every scar. But... Mm-hmm. Every wound, mm-hmm. is ho- the, every wound. Every time you get hurt, there's always a scar. Right. So the memory's always going to be there. Even if it's an invisible scar. Exactly. It's still a scar, right? It's always going to be there. Right. Sometimes, you know, people have, like, stomach ulcers that mm-hmm. heal, mm-hmm. and the lining of the stomach is never the same.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. So,
1: in the same regard, like, that relationship's never going to be the same, mm-hmm. but at least it's healed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And for me... I used to be like a, I wouldn't forgive people. I would think I would forgive, but I was actually just forgetting about you. Because mm-hmm. I've cut off numerous amount of people. Right. Just like, oh, for real? Okay, mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. I'll talk to you later. And I just never speak to them again. Yeah. And I've been doing that for like a while now. And until like last year, I was like,
0: hmm.
1: And I like I cut off my best friend. Mm-hmm. Completely just like out of blue. I was like, mm-hmm. all right, I understand. I've done
2: that I've done that
1: Cut it clean off But then I was thinking to myself Like Was that the right thing to do
2: mm-hmm. You second get yourself I, I know I've done it many times
1: Was that the right thing to do And then I, I learned I was like Wow I can be Angry at a person That I love mm-hmm. And they still can be In my life afterwards mm-hmm. I never really understood Like I can be angry At somebody And love them At the same time You know what I'm saying I thought it was like Once you make me mad that's the end of my love. Like, that's it. You're
2: done. Okay. Um, couple what? yeah, of course I understand cause I've done it. Um, and you guys, as my children, you should also understand as well that from the time that you were kids, you can remember numerous friends I've had mm-hmm. friends that I hung out with that hung out at our houses. We went to their houses. We did things together, traveled together, stayed in the same homes, all of that. Those friends today I don't have anymore. I don't speak to them. I even, I don't have, they're not my social media friends. If someone asks me about them, I don't know. I don't see them. I don't talk to them, you know, and I did the same thing you did. I cut them off completely. Like I mentioned earlier, sometimes when it's somebody that doesn't play a significant role in your life, Mm -hmm. even though they may be, you may think they're your best friend, they were your best friend, but you were never their best friend. Mm -hmm. I had to learn that. And one of the people that hurt me the most was a person that I thought was my very best friend. And when our friendship broke up, because the most minute, when I tell you the smallest thing broke up our friendship, I knew we weren't really friends. And I thought this was my very best friend. And I found that I and I haven't spoken to her in years. Mm-hmm. And every time I speak to people that we were used to, you know, hang around or whatever, they always ask me about her. And I said, I haven't seen her in a couple years. Mm-hmm. You don't talk to her anymore? No.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You guys, yeah, we were. Mm-hmm. I don't make any long explanations. I don't tell them what happened, why it happened, because I really don't know. All I know is we weren't really truly friends to begin with. And another thing I wanted, when you said you didn't know that you could love somebody, um, mm-hmm. still love somebody and not be friends with them or however, I don't remember exactly how oh, you said Oh, I say, can be
1: angry at somebody and still yeah, love and them. Yeah, and
2: still love them. Oh, you definitely can. You could be very angry with someone and still love them. But does that give them the right to enter back into your life and hurt you all over again? I think that's the main thing with forgiveness. Mm-hmm. I think my thing with forgiveness that I was mainly focused on is the people that you forgive and they hurt you over and over and over again. Because it's easy if you and your friend have a fallout. Okay, I was mad with you. Okay, let's go have some drinks. Your talk. Now we're cool again. I mean someone that has consistently hurt you over and over and you keep forgiving that person. How many times do you forgive that person before you finally say enough is enough? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's my problem. That's at a point in my life right now. That's where I am. Do I even allow you back in my life? Do you deserve to be back in my life? Mm -hmm. And why is it when I decide, no, I don't want you back in my life. Why am I the bad person? Because I'm not willing to forgive. Oh, Erica, you just need to let it go. No, I don't want to let that go. I am hurt. No one wants to hear you're hurt. But they'll hear the other person's hurt. Oh, this person, oh, Erica won't talk to me. She won't even tell me what's wrong. I have no business telling you what you did wrong as an adult. You know what you did. Don't pretend like you don't know what you did. You know exactly what you've done to me. Mm -hmm. I don't have to tell everybody what you did to me. It's no one's bit. It's between you and I. And until you are woman enough to come to me and say, I am sorry, I was wrong, you get no forgiveness from me. You do not get that from me. Absolutely not. And I don't want people asking mm-hmm. me, what's wrong?
1: So you saying, I'm going to forgive you, but you can't have no more relationship. No, I'm not. You this time no... I don't think
2: I want to forgive. I don't want to forgive anyone. But you have I'm tired. You got forgive. Okay, the last how long you, we've been on this podcast? You got, I have forgiven
1: this person. That's that's my question. But that means you still holding on to the you still. No, the
2: no, I'm not. Listen.
1: That means you just forgot about it. You okay,
2: weren't. so when you say wound, forget about the old arm wound. Mm-hmm. Let's lean you know, in. we're adults. You're an adult now, gotcha. so I'm gonna talk to you like an adult. Come on, let's go. This wound is not a scratch on my arm. It's not a a mark on my wrist. It's a stabbing in my heart mm-hmm. because as I said before, someone who doesn't hold a big part of your life, an ex-boyfriend, an ex-friend, you can let that go. Cause if you meet another best friend or if you meet another guy, you'll forget all about that person. Mm-hmm. But when it's someone that you truly love, someone you truly love, like a blood relative hurts you and stabs you in your heart and you can, cont- your heart's only so big. They say your heart is about the size, what of your fist. Mm-hmm. Imagine someone I'm, I'll be 50 years old. Imagine someone stabbing you 50 times in your heart. Do you allow them that for after that 40 let Let's say 49 times, you want them to stab you one more time. 50. How many wounds can your heart actually take? You Does it make sense now?
1: It do make sense. So like, but I mean like I'm going to forgive you But you're not coming back That's what I'm saying I'm saying build a fence not a wall So you stay over there stay, Don't come over here Because I know, I know you I've seen what you can do And I've, seen, I've heard your stories I've heard what you've done I know what you could do I know what you're capable of So you stay over there And I'm going to stay over here Will I allow you To dwell with me Yes. But over there. You still can be a part of the story. But over there. You can't come back over here. Hmm. And that's how I view it. Because, like, uh, my friends, um, I would just be like, if you don't respect me, I'm done with you. You're done. And I'll just completely forget about you. But then I realized, like, how much am I missing out of that person's life? How much of my life are they missing out? Because I just, just kicked them away. I mm-hmm. never tried to talk to them about it. I never tried to um, like see how we could do it better. I was like basically like taking my own viewpoint and saying, that's it. I got my own answer, but <laughs> I didn't really um, unpack the situation all the way. So I was just saying I was, I was more. Reacting from emotions the logic, you know what I'm saying? Mm, mm. Instead of saying, "I was just taking my viewpoint and saying, that's what that's what it is."
2: Can I interrupt you just a second? Just to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you think about this. Okay, this situation, mm-hmm. right? You're saying I should forgive yet again, but love them from afar. Mm-hmm. So that's your answer to me, okay? Even though you've forgiven this person, say 40, whatever times, how many times? This many, many times still forgive the person and just love them from afar but letting a person back in your life should I when that person offers nothing positive to my life because I only want people in my life that can offer something positive Mm -hmm. I don't like negativity anything negative I don't even want to be around so if this person offers nothing positive toward my life what's the point in Letting them back in my life, even if it's from afar, even from afar, because sometimes negative vibes can travel. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Why should I even give you that? Let easily leave that door open to even forgive you and even let you in my life, even if it's not even six foot, say 12 foot distance, because you know, it's hard because when the person's part of your family or your tribe, families get together. When the world opens back up, I'm sure we'll get together. <laughs> we'll do things together. And, you know, we're a huge family and we're a close family. So when you get to that point and you're around all these other people, it makes it awkward when you've got this tension in the air. But because me, I refuse to talk about it because I know I didn't do anything wrong. So I don't want to talk about it. So you ask me, well, what's the problem? I don't want to talk about it. To me, I'm done with it. And then you go to the other person to find out what's going on. They give you this whole sob story. Oh, I don't know what's wrong. She's not talking to me. I don't know what the problem is. I become the villain in the story. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: But people, they, cause like, I'm always supposed to be the bigger person. And my friend group. But usually, why do we
2: have to be always, why do we always have to be the bigger person? That's all I want to know.
1: Cause that's what people see us at. Why I
2: can't, why can't I ever be the victim? Why I always have to be the villain? Vill- villain, I'm sorry. Why can't I be the victim and somebody sympathize with me and say, oh, Eric, I'm so sorry you're going through this. Never. Mm-hmm. Never have I ever been the victim. I am always the villain in the story because I don't ever tell my part of the story.
1: I never do. Because like, And that's true. And because we don't tell our side of the story. Because I feel like I don't tell my side of the story. Because I don't need to. Exactly. And that's the thing. I but don't. that makes
2: you then the villain of the story. Because nobody knows your side. So that makes you the villain.
1: But then I know I'm not the villain. And then the person. So like what. Th- this, this is what I do, right? So. People that done me wrong. I let them back in my life. And I treat them with kindness and respect and love. Can't do it. And the thing about it is.
0: <laughs> Can't do they it. They
1: feel so bad. They feel just so awful. Because they're like because they, they remember everything they've done to you. They know every mm-hmm. single thing that they've done to you. They know, they don't know how it made you feel, but they remember. Mm-hmm. And because you, you never told you, you never told them your side of the story, they have no clue how it affected you. Right. So in their head, they don't know what's going on. So when that person sees you for the first time, they're like, how's oh, this is gonna go? Mm-hmm. And you walk up to them with a smile on your face, like, hey, how are you? Okay, really? Okay, cool, all right then, I'm gonna talk to you later. You walk away from them they can be like oh damn
2: no that went better than I thought exactly yeah
1: and then even though you gave them that positive energy they still question themselves mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying
2: and deep down inside I'm saying to myself you
1: yeah, ragged exactly it, you ragged it. I do the same thing
2: <laughs> I do the
1: exact same thing in my head I' just be saying the craziest stuff I'm like yeah like <laughs> but I give them to give that person I give that person that positive energy. Cause I want you to know, like I'm better than what you did to me.
2: Right.
0: Right.
1: I'm a lot better than what you did to me. And because I'm secure in myself and I love myself, mm-hmm. I'm not going to let what you did to me change who I am mm-hmm. because Jordan is happy, go lucky, smiling, mm-hmm. hugging everybody, making sure everybody's okay. And just because you did right. me wrong does not mean I'm not going to make sure you're okay. But Excuse my language. You don't have to see your ass over there. Yeah.
2: You know what's so funny to me? The fact that um, I have five children and the three, the three girls and the two boys, the boys are more like me because you and Denim, I think it's like in order to make you guys angry, you have to be pushed to a point like me because you're always trying to make sure everyone's good. But I'm so afraid that with you and Denim, because you guys are so much like me. Mm hmm. That if this, cont- if I don't change the way I am, because children learn by an example, even adult children, if you guys continue to see me being a rug for people to walk over, mm-hmm. I don't want you guys to be like that. I don't want you to meet somebody one day and they say, oh, I can take advantage of him easily. You know what I mean? I don't want you guys to be that, that person that pushover. I don't, because I want you to be able to stand up for yourself. I want you to be able to stand your ground, and I want you to be able to say, "I'm not gonna allow you to hurt me. I'm not gonna allow you to do this to me." Mm -hmm. You know, because you guys are worthy of you know any everything that you deserve. My girls, I don't worry about as much because
1: they fight. Listen, my my girls, are you okay?
2: I don't even worry. I worry more so about my sons because you you know you guys are black males. I worry so so much about you and Denim, Mm -hmm. not just because of what's going on. You know. Now with black men and police and all this other stuff that's going on. But because I don't want you guys to be used, abused, and taken advantage of. Mm. That's my biggest fear.
1: One thing about me, you can't use me. One thing about me, it's like, because I ain't crazy. I
2: know. I know.
1: ain't crazy. Because people can come in my life and like, my what I say to people is, I'll give you whatever you need. Right. But it's the moment you start wanting from me, you gotta go. Then you gotta go. You gotta go. You gotta go. And my friends, all my friends know this. Like, but see,
2: I never learned that. I mm-hmm. never learned that, Jordan. I swear to you, I've never learned that. And I think it has a lot has a lot to do with my childhood, mm-hmm. because Ooh.
1: it has a lot to do with don't my go, childhood. Don't, don't go there yet, because okay. I was going to ask you about that. Okay. You want me to ask you about? Let me sure. ask you Sure. Right. Sure. So I was going to say, um, some of the first people we have to learn how to forgive mm-hmm. is our parents,
0: mm-hmm.
1: because like. Um, it starts like from from birth. Um, the first, like the first, um, experience a baby has with their mother is skin skin to skin contact. Mm-hmm. That first initial touch will shape a baby's life. Because there's a study that says um, that children that do not have skin to skin contact after birth, they grow up with anxiety. They grow up more depressive because they. Um, it's the hom- some hormones. I can't right, remember. I right, right. You know
2: Absolutely. What
0: I'm I I know what you mean.
1: And children that do have that skin to skin contact have uh they grew up to have more positive attachment styles. hmm So the first people you have to forgive is your parents. Right. You know what I'm saying? hmm So with you and my dad, I mm-hmm. had to learn how to forgive y'all. Cause what I was thinking to myself is Forgive, day, what did that do? Hold on. What did- <laughs> hold on? I had to forgive y'all because I thought to myself, I thought to myself, I'm like, y'all did pretty much the best you could do because I was like, dang, now now I'm thinking about it like now that I'm an adult, my dad was 23 when he had me. How old are you? 27? Uh, Listen here. You was, you was, what? you want me to say 16? You was 18? Carry on. You were a young um i wasn't that young a blossomed uh young woman
2: your point sir
1: your blossomed young woman Uh my dad was still my dad was still young so i was thinking to myself i'm like i can't even imagine having kids at 23. i can't even think about I i can't even imagine like even being associated with children at that age okay i i can barely do them you know what I'm saying, and she's thirteen. he's thirteen to have a child of my own, and so like once I had that realization, I was like, it became easier for me like to to forgive y'all. You I mean, but saying? forgive
2: us for so what exactly are, what exactly did you need to forgive us for? That's what I'm trying to understand because you know, as a parent, we think that we're doing as a parent, you think that you're doing things right if your kid's not in jail, you know. Uh, hadn't gotten in trouble, graduated Mm -hmm. from high school. You feel like as a parent, you've already accomplished something most, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. African-American parents haven't accomplished. So, I mean, what exactly is it that you were looking to forgive us for? That's what I'm trying to understand. Because if you let me know, if it's something that I feel like you need to forgive me for, at least let me know what it is so I know.
1: So, it's a plethora of things. It's a lot of stuff.
2: (laughs) A plethora? I'm not
1: saying like, (laughs) I'm not saying like, you was, uh, you was abusing me. I had to forgive you for the abuse. A bit. Wait a minute. I'm saying.
2: What? Because
1: I feel like forgiveness isn't just about, like, somebody does something bad to you. It's also about, like, how people, how people treat you. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> cool. No, I, I'm butchering it. Hold on.
2: Yeah, he's butchering it. So why Jordan's thinking, I would, like, everyone in podcast. Land to know, and anyone that knows me and my children, that Jordan was the most spoiled child ever. Okay, all I have is one word for you Gatorade. If we talk about the Gatorade,
1: that's debatable. <laughs> yeah,
2: okay. that's debatable. He was the most rotten and spoiled kid ever. So, i saying, like, the plethora of go uh, ahead, son.
1: The forgiveness doesn't come by the wrongdoings, okay, it's the whole. The whole experience with somebody because like sometimes people can do you wrong and they don't know you did you they so mm-hmm. sometimes somebody can do you wrong they don't mm-hmm. know you, you they did something wrong to you right or it could be like they did you wrong, and then later on you're like, oh, that was wrong and you like you is that something. what
2: you did you you realize later that you thought that something was wrong
1: of course really as you become okay. an adult like you Dang. you like some some things you realize, like, oh, this could have been done better. You know what I'm saying? When I, like, I. But just had- could have
2: been done better. Okay, say for instance, I want to ask you a quick question. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry to interrupt you. But if you think about something now that I did, you know, when you were a kid, and you say in 2021, mm-hmm. that could have been done differently. Could it really have been done differently back in 2000 or 2005? Or are you looking at it now in 2021 say, oh, it could have been done differently? Because times were different. Things were different. I was different.
1: That's what I'm saying. Okay. That's why I had to forgive y'all. Because for the, some things, like, some things you just don't like. When you're a kid, some things you just don't like. Okay. Why is things like this? Why don't we go to Chuck E. Cheese every single day? Right. Why doesn't my parents take me out of here? Why do my parents, like, because you see other kids at school, of you course. see how they interact with their of parents. Of course. Why is it not like that for me? But then I had to realize, like, oh. My parents grew up in the '80s. My parents had parents that were from the '50s and the '40s. Right. So, like in my dad's case, my dad, my dad didn't have the gre- the greatest relationship with his dad. So when it came down to us, he was like, oh, "I really don't know what to do." But mm-hmm. We can have fun, and that's what we did. We just had fun. Mm-hmm. And so, now that I think back, I'm like, "Wow, my dad really missed out on a lot of stuff. I could lost I lost out on a lot of lessons with my dad." Mm-hmm. But then I had to go sit back and I'd be like, okay. He was a kid when he had me. Mm-hmm. And when I became old enough to understand the world, he was just becoming an adult. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because in your 20s, you just, you was just confused by everything. Because mm-hmm. I'm confused right now. I don't know what's going on no more. But once you get into your 30s and your 40s, things start, you become stable. So I was, I had to realize, like, Y'all was still confused about where you wanted to go in life, while I was there. So I had to go do a lot of forgiving. Cause it's like sometimes with your parents, you hold on to a lot of stuff, and you know. Okay,
2: like, so you, you've already said about you know what you you felt like you missed out a lot on your dad. Can you personally mm-hmm. tell me what you think that you missed out on with me? So at least I'll know. Oh,
1: okay, okay, I see. Yeah, what you're tell
2: me. Yeah, that's what I'm trying. I don't me care what about your, your dad. I don't care about that. Let's talk about me. I mean, what do you think?
1: That could have been done better.
2: Yeah. I mean, you know, so at least I know.
1: I feel like you should have been more patient. Okay. A lot more patient because you were so quick to get to the solution. Right. But like, like I said, you have to always unpack. Mm-hmm. You got, cause you like to, that's a problem. All right, come on. Let's go. Let's get that finished. Right. But sometimes when you're a kid, you don't want the solution children want the process adults want the solution right and that's the difference between being a child and an adult because I know that now
2: exactly that's what I I was my question to you was do you understand now as an adult why as even though you're not a parent you're still an adult Mm -hmm. so you understand now at that time as a child when a problem came up I was more so looking for a solution
1: a solution and but I didn't want a solution.
2: I understand that. I but as an process. adult, you can understand now, especially mothers, single mm-hmm. mothers, because I was a single mother. Mm-hmm. Not just to you. Let's make it clear. I was a single mother of three. M- single mothers are problem solvers. We have so much stuff going on in our lives. All we want to do is get that problem solved. All we want to do is balance that budget, pay that light bill. We got to pay the rent. Mm-hmm. I need food in the house. They won't give me any food stamps because I'm working. Mm -hmm. So I got to figure out how I'm going to pay the rent, pay the light bill, pay the water bill. The kids want a cell phone. You know, you got to pay the cell phone because they Mm -hmm. don't get a cell phone. All my other friends got, like you were saying, all other kids got this. So now I got to pay for cell phone, put minutes, because back then I think you guys like had cars with Mm -hmm. minutes on it, put minutes on the cell phone. Oh, I want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. We don't have the money. And kids, I know you don't understand that, but at the time as a parent, you're looking like you said for the solution. I just did the best I could. Like you said, your dad was a young. Let's just make clear. Your dad was young, took you some time for summers, Mm -hmm. paid child support on time and make sure that you knew I'm your daddy. He knew you were his, never denied you, made sure everybody know that you were his son. Mm -hmm. And I appreciated him for that. Absolutely. So we weren't perfect parents. But even though we weren't together anymore, he made sure that he could be the best dad he could be. So I can only give him props for that. As for me, I wasn't a perfect mother, but as we go back, it has to do with forgiveness again. We're blood relatives. We're your parents. You have, sometimes like you feel like I have no choice but to forgive. They're my parents. Some people don't forgive their parents. Some people will never speak to their parents again because they feel like, oh, my mom did this and my dad did this. I don't ever want to see them again. What kind of life is that to live?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Cause huh. that's what I, that's what I mean. Like when you, that I don't want to see that person ever again, because you can't look that person in their face. That means you have never healed from that situation. If you can't be awkward in the same room with that person, that means you're still holding on to all those wounds and stuff. Cause you,
0: mm, I don't want right. to do that. Mm-hmm.
1: But with me, I feel like it's your forgiveness makes you more, it makes you stronger because mm-hmm. you hurt me and I can still look in your face and smile on your face. There's nothing stronger than that. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. And so the same thing, like, when you forgive your parents, all the hurt and uh, the missed summers, you know what I'm talking about, like the missed Christmas presents, the beatings, I can Mm -hmm. still look in your face, that Mm -hmm. makes me a stronger person.
2: But you're lucky you didn't have to deal with that. Mm -hmm. But if I could just say really quickly, remember, I am what you would call, even though as an adult and orphan, I've lost both of my parents. Mm -hmm. And sometimes when I hear uh kids say oh my parents oh they could have done this different they could have did this trust me you would not want to walk not even on my uh, feet in my shoes as a child i tell you guys all the time i didn't have a great childhood mm-hmm. my childhood was a miserable childhood i was physically verbally and mentally abused my entire childhood and because i realized that form of abuse that i experienced as a child i swore to myself i didn't want to be that kind of a mother to my children
0: mm-hmm.
2: okay my mom's gone i love my mom up until her la i was there in that room the day my mom took a last breath to grandma and you guys you love your grandmother
1: mm-hmm. Shout to her.
2: and reason why that you guys love my mom so much is because i never badmouthed my mom I didn't tell you guys the trauma that I had to deal with as a child from my own mother. And if I'm going to try to get through this without getting too emotional, but it took my mother dying for her. When my mom got really sick, my mom, you know, she went really fast Mm -hmm. within two weeks. My mom was gone. When I found out she was like really sick two weeks, she was gone. During that time, she couldn't even speak anymore. So I guess kind of like to help me wind down this podcast with you is the fact that my mother. So many years I tried to talk to her and try because I had been to the therapy myself to try to talk to my mom, mm-hmm. try to get her to go to like a therapy with me, try to do my own therapy. Well, mom, why would you do this? And she would always shun it. Oh, Eric, what are you talking about? Oh, it hurts. But it hurt me more. But if you love me and I'm your daughter, and you feel like the same way I'm asking you, Jordan, tell me what I did to hurt you. Mm. She's, she never did that. And I was telling her, Mom, you know, this is how I felt.
1: And do you know why?
2: Wait, let me finish, oh, and then I'll on let on you me, tell me why. Right? It was, she would always shunt. she didn't want to talk about it, she didn't want to discuss it, she didn't want it, nothing. So when my mother was laying there in that hospital bed, there was nobody in that room but me, and her,
0: mm-hmm.
2: my mom couldn't even speak. They had the they had her on the um what was it the ventilator the respirator drink. whatever? Okay, no no it was like a respirator ventilator whatever it was, and she was laying in that bed she couldn't even speak, and I was holding her hand, and you know I you never experienced that God knows I hope my children never have to go through anything like this. This was terrible I went through with my mom, mm-hmm. holding her hand. And she was like, like almost trying to mumble or talk to me, but I couldn't understand anything she said because she had a thing in her throat and she was just rubbing my hand and squeezing my hand. And something in me told me, I knew the pain and trauma that I had been through as a child. I know what I had been through. Like I said, I never discuss things like this with other people because I don't want to seem weak. So I carry a lot of burden to myself. And I, she rubbed my hand and she was squeezing my hand. And I looked at my mom in her eyes, in her hospital bed, just days before she died. And I said, mom, I said, it's okay. It's okay. And she kept rubbing my, and when I said, I forgive you, it's okay. She grabbed my hand so tight. I thought she was gonna. and she didn't have much strength. Cause remember mm-hmm. she was really sick she was and little. she grabbed my hand so tight, like All she wanted to hear was, it's okay. I forgive you. And two days later, my mom was gone. And it was almost like on her deathbed when she had nothing to do but lay there and think over what she done. And when she looked up and she seen her oldest child there, the one who felt mistreated, abused and unloved all those years, no matter how unloved I felt, I never forgot a birthday I never forgot Christmas, I never forgot anything. I showered her with gifts, you know, made sure she knew I loved her, made sure my kids loved her, and Mm -hmm. you guys loved your grandmother. I didn't badmouth her to anybody. I took all of that in, and I stood by her every day in that hospital for two and a half weeks until she took her last breath. I sat there and watched my mom leave this earth. And the saddest thing about that was, The fact that she left this earth and was never able to mumble those words. Erica, I'm sorry. Until this day, I'll make a confession. I still haven't 100% forgiven my mom. I did that for her so that she would leave this world in peace saying my daughter forgives me, Mm -hmm. but I haven't truly forgiven her because sometimes I'll sit here and I'm watching a show or I'll, I'll zone out and I'm saying to myself. Yeah. I can't believe the childhood I had Mm -hmm. to... I did nothing wrong. I tried to be the best child I could. I tried to do everything right. And you know how smart I was in school. I won awards. I made the honor roll. I did everything to make you proud. And not once you ever told me, Erica, I'm proud of you. And I think that has a lot to do with me being used by so many people because I'm still trying to please everybody. Mm -hmm. I want to hear that. Erica, you're the best. Erica, you did this. You did that. I'm still looking for those... I'm still that little girl mm-hmm. looking for, I'm proud of you from my, from my mom. I'll never get it. Cause she's gone. So I'm looking for it in other people, which I will never find
0: mm-hmm.
2: because it people eventually look at you. Either they can use you or you're going to be their competition. So mm-hmm. I had to realize it took me hell 49 years to get here, but thank God I'm here. Mm-hmm. I realized I'm not doing that anymore. So if you don't realize the type of person you have in your life by having me in it, then yes, fine live your, your life find you another erica by some other name but you only gonna find one me i'm not perfect by a long shot but what i will give you my last i will do whatever i can for anybody if, as long as i see you helping yourself i'll help you i'll do anything for anybody but i'm not gonna let anybody use or abuse me ever again and forgiveness will be on my terms mm-hmm. so that's pretty much how i feel about that
1: so what i was saying um I felt like the reason why she could never she couldn't face you to have that conversation with you about what happened when you was a kid is because she, she hasn't she didn't forgive herself yet because I haven't said to myself that I did all these bad things I did all these things until you have that moment of oh my god you can't, you can't bring that up to me because in my mind I didn't do that what I did was right because of this. The wrong I did to this person, when I beat you, when I hit you, like when I cussed you out, I did that because I was right in that situation. They know they're wrong. They know for a fact they're wrong, but they try to, um, it's called rationalization. It's a defense mechanism. So instead of saying, I did this wrong to you, they make it make sense Mm -hmm. in their head. Oh, I did this. Oh, I beat my daughter because she put that on the floor. Why you did that? Why would you even do that? That don't make no sense. So you deserve that. But in reality, that baby didn't deserve that. You were acting out of anger. You were acting out of emotion. And you were acting out your hurt to that child. But you lied to yourself and said, because she did this, I had to do that. And that's the lie we be telling ourselves over and over and over. So we don't have to face our shadow and say like, oh my God, I just might be a bad person. And I feel like with a lot of parents today, until they have that conversation with themselves, their children can never come to them with the problem.